0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we sleep pretty poorly as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3, one scanner montage minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. I am still Steve Lesta. I'm Jerry
0: O'Brien. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. Thank you
1: for having us. Of course. We've got you guys back here on today's minute, Minute 64, which begins with MJ telling us that everybody needs help, even Spider-Man, and ends with uh, the... Goo monster camera yeah. I guess sneaking up on a unsuspecting Peter <laughs>
2: um, yeah uh, so I, I have I have two sort of main things I want to bring up but I, I think overall this is gonna be a pretty short episode uh, Just mm-hmm. I mean you guys listening to this all, probably already know because you like were like wow that's a short episode when you downloaded it <laughs> um, but uh, uh, the the first thing I want to talk about is how much I appreciate and really enjoy this this sort of um, foreshadowing here of mm-hmm. of uh, MJ saying everybody needs help sometimes, even Spider-Man, um, because not only is she foreshadowing the symbiote, uh, you know, yeah. quote unquote, helping Spider-Man uh, uh, get his get his man, um, uh, as it turns out. But also she's foreshadowing the end of the movie with uh, Harry joining the fight and helping Spider-Man defeat uh, Sandman and Venom. I um, like it. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's, it's 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 a good line. It's good. Like that's 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 some nice foreshadowing, you know? Um yeah. it's it's more than you would think this movie would have. True. Uh, <laughs> so it's I I really really like that line a lot. It's sort of uh it's foreshadowing. It's it's also a little thematic.
1: Um it's good. I like it a lot. It's good. It's it's helpful that it's a pretty functional line because it is the only line in this entire minute, uh, the the rest of it is just a lot of brooding and police scanner shots yeah. as we as we move along. A brooding superhero. What's next?
2: Yeah, I know. Oh boy,
1: yeah, this is new. <laughs> um, I do at least like that they they echo the um, the same shot that we talked about yesterday when he goes to the uh, police scanner to turn it back on. Mm-hmm. That like it's just the same one and in reverse. That's kind of nice. Yeah, and we get a little flash in uh, his like bad dreams of um the 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 vision he had before um i the only real like substantive note i have on this minute is i thought it was worth like giving our last hat tip to uh cliff robertson because it was the last time we'll see him on screen in the franchise is this little short f- uh, flash in peter's memories here um uh, and it's no, I, think,
2: uh, I think we get him again later when we see we get him again yeah when we when we see what really happened by, from, oh, you're from, right, From yes.
0: Sandman's perspective. Yeah. And this was Cliff okay. Robertson's
1: right. last movie, I think. This was, yeah. yeah. This was his last performance in a feature film. Yeah. Um, he didn't do really anything in between Spider-Man uh, 2 and 3. Like, he uh, he did a Stephen King, um, like, adaptation. It was a, a low-budget movie called Riding the Bullet, where he was just a farmer. But that's the only thing he did in between Spider-Man 2 and 3. This really was his last uh, big film role, and he, he closed it out with this one. Yeah. After you've been Uncle Ben, old. it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, after yeah, yeah, after your Uncle Ben, like you know, That's they'll try true. to top it.
2: Uh, Peter just staring at this police scanner, squatting in his uh, Spider Man suit is uh it's 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 a it's a weird power move. Like I don't know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know what this is. Uh, it's like he's trying to intimidate it into like finding Sandman. Um, does he think <laughs> apparently, apparently he, Aunt May never told him that a watch pot never boils. Um, I
0: feel like that's the thing Aunt May would have said every single day of her life. Yeah, I know, right? right? It does, yeah.
1: um, Careful there, Peter. The watch pot never boils. <laughs> uh,
0: that that was like out of. The, there's a Stephen King character talking like, oh, the old man in in um, in Pet Cemetery talks like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that is better, Peter. Would you like some wheat kicks? I do right.
2: I do love I love uh uh like I love when I see when you see Peter without the mask on, just casually wearing his costume though. Um yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that in general.
0: Casual Friday in superhero land. You yes. don't have to wear your mask, <laughs> yes. but you can wear your costume.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I just, I do, I do really like that because it makes it feel more tactile because it's, it's CGI so often in this film, you know, that it's, uh it's nice when you get to see it, like being worn by Tobey Maguire in a scene. Like it just, it's, it's cool. It's like, oh, it's, there's Spider-Man. Look at that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I do appreciate the slightly cartoony nature of him just like falling asleep in his superhero suit. Yeah. I just, I think that's a great image. (laughs) It doesn't look
0: the least bit comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the level of pathos that he's exhibiting here—it kind of makes me want to spend a little more time with this Peter, but not not terribly much. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like I, I'd like to see him on uns- Like I'd like to see him go full bore unstable, you know. As, oh yeah. As Peter, not as not as a symbiote, you know. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just yeah. love that he's like prepared to just leap out that window at the second of hearing some information
1: yeah
0: yeah even without it's, his mask
2: yeah yeah it yeah, like to
0: sleep with gloves on
2: yeah it's uh yeah it's really good i like that a lot um so uh th- this pov shot the uh the symbiote pov shot um Venom vision i think
1: yeah there Venom you go vision, Venom
2: Venom vision. Um, <laughs> i think i think what's what's uh what's great about it is um you know, people love to uh, talk about how um, you know the the scene in Spider-Man 2, the uh, the Doc Ock sort of birthing scene in the in the hospital room, um, is mm-hmm. like the most Sam Raimi thing uh, in this trilogy. You know, they're just like, oh man, that's so Sam Raimi. And then we talked about in our our uh, first season, how there's like a lot of little hints of Sam Raimi in the first film as well, like random skulls and stuff during Peter's transformation sequence and <laughs> things like that. And we are like, Oh yeah, that's, that's very, that's very like army of darkness. Very, very Sam Raimi. Um, and now here we get the venom vision, which is uh, basically identical to the evil dead vision. Um, in, in yeah. those films of uh, the yeah. sort of POV of like the evil attacking people uh, and and them getting possessed and uh, I really like it it just it feels like Sam Raimi you know like I really like when we get to feel Sam Raimi uh, Sam Raimi's personality in these films because I think that it's what gives it its special sauce I think
1: yeah so it so it made it very uh, hard to replicate uh, in <laughs> following approaches to this type of material yeah. um, I don't think you should try to do it unless you're Sam Raimi basically, right. do your own thing As yeah. um, a trained yeah. professional, don't try this at home
0: yeah
2: <laughs> but, I, but I really love that the, vision, the Venom vision has a personality where it's like approaching him and then he snaps awake for a second and then it hides behind a stack of books
0: yeah so it's just been sitting in his apartment the entire time now uh, it, that, that's yeah. one thing that never made much sense to me.
2: Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think that it's one of the one of the biggest mistakes in this movie is uh, having Peter act like a j- jerk without the symbiote. Um, I, I think that it would have been uh, you would have been able to go further with yeah, how uh, with how with how much um, how much of a jerk he is in the early movie, early bit of this movie about how much he. Is kind of full of himself about how angry he's getting with the with his Uncle Ben stuff. I think he would have been able to go further with it if he when the symbiote because the symbiote attaches itself to his bike and goes home with him in minute ten. Um, yeah. Of this movie. This is what about an hour into it. In we're in minute sixty four, yeah. and we're just now starting to get to the point where where it's going to uh, uh, he's going to get his suit. Um, so. You know, the symbiote should have bonded with him, I feel, a long time ago. Much earlier. And then I, my feeling is that it should have bonded with him and he doesn't know. And then here is when, because of how much hatred he's feeling, because of how all of the anger, that's when the suit turns black. Um, but it was there the whole time. That's that's what I feel should have happened. Um, uh, you, you talk yeah.
0: about a good movie within a bad movie there. Yeah, right? Yeah, that, that There's yeah. some... There's some <laughs> Because they do a great job of of establishing that the symbiote amplifies you know negative emotions and things like that, and Pete gets darker and darker and more of a uh, jerk throughout the movie. Um, but that would have made for such such a more again that word artful comes to mind such a more artful yeah. way
1: of sort of, of of showing what the symbiote is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and you wouldn't have to change the intervening scenes very much at all. Like. Uh, because we do... I mean, it is, we don't establish it as much in this film, but in comics, at least, that the uh, the symbiote can change and imitate all sorts of clothing and stuff. Uh, it, it could work totally fine that it bonds with him and is there when he's in the red suit. So you could have all of the stuff with, like, the parade when he's got this, like, big he- ego about how, how cool he thinks he is and, like, kissing Gwen at the parade and all that. Yeah. And that's part of the symbiote acting on him. Yeah. Right. Because... The last time we saw it was in minute thirty three, so it's been like a full half an hour, uh, where the last thing we saw was that it was hiding in his apartment in minute thirty three.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I know so you guys. Like,
1: I know you guys discussed hmm. this already way back in whatever,
0: whatever they're at City Hall. But that's the worst moment in this movie, as far as I'm concerned, is when he kisses Gwen.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the Uh, the most unforgivable behavior on his part. Yeah. (laughs) It's, 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 it's,
0: I, I just does not square with the character. And, and,
2: and, and and, like, not only is it unforgivable, but the thing that's so frustrating about it is like, all you have to do is have him already under the symbiote influence and it's fine. And it makes
0: sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You totally buy into it at that point. You're like, oh, yeah, he's a jerk because of this. Um, and then the other the other like easy fix that we have too that, that we've discussed on the show is uh, Harry's amnesia, which despite being comic book accurate is a very silly thing to have like they, they're literally just putting the character on ice for a while before they have time to go back to him yeah. um, yep. <laughs> is, is what they're trying to do. My easy fix is to uh, in the in the scene when uh, w- which we're getting in a few weeks the scene with uh, he, him and Mary Jane where he, where he kisses her and then she runs out and he starts to get his memory back. Instead of getting his memory back, he just smiles, and you realize that he was faking the amnesia the whole time. Brilliant. That's right.
0: Yeah, much and that, much that's more. It. I'm with you. It's just
2: a tiny change. Tiny change. He was faking the amnesia the whole time, and suddenly you have the full benefit of the doubt that they knew what they were doing the whole time. And and that he was just manipulating them to get them into a place where he can get his like actual revenge. I
0: like it.
1: One more draft. Yeah, one more draft. <laughs> one more Speaking draft.
0: of suits, I have to say sure. that this original red and blue Spider-Man costume in these films is my favorite of the three different versions we've seen of Spider-Man, including the MCU yeah. versions. I really like mm-hmm. this costume.
1: It's good. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's like tweaks I would do, nitpicks, like things about the shape of the eyes and the chest symbol and things like yeah. that. But overall, it's so successful uh, graphically. Yeah. Like, that thing, which is the biggest deviation from the comics having the raised webbing, was done because of all the camera tests they did. That just means, like, in on, on almost any lighting scenario, you glance at the screen and it's immediately legible as, "Oh, there's Spider-Man and his webs. I can see yeah. them." Because right. some of the other suits, it, it just looks red, right. and you can't even see the webs.
2: I mean, that happens all the time with the with the Stark suit in in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot of angles in that when he's moving you cannot see the webs on that thing because the webs are not clearly defined uh yeah. and and it it works better this way um you know i, I think, think so, so. yeah it's
1: I,
0: I would very much like to see more of the classic suit mm-hmm. the classic classic looking suit yeah me too in the I, in the next I, movies
2: Man, I love that classic suit. I I don't know why uh, the Spider-Man fandom is uh, so into all these alternate suits, uh, but it's <laughs> it's it's just oh man, it's not a thing that I've really had I've ever had a lot of interest in. And I just I really like that classic suit. It's it's one of the most perfect. It works. One of the most perfect superhero yeah. costumes ever designed. And yeah. um, it's like up there with the Flash, which is I think arguably the costume. greatest costume ever designed. Um, that that original Barry Allen flash costume. Uh, and, and they just, they, they just keep uh, adding to it. And then they always just end up coming back to that original design because it's, you know, this, uh, that original Steve Ditko costume is perfect. It's perfect. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's fun to do other things sometimes, but maybe not in movies. Maybe, maybe we should just do the iconic thing in the movies. I don't know. That's just, me, but
1: I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, honestly, that's the only notes I have for this minute.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, this is, this is a very, very light minute. So, um, I think we should, I think we should just call it there and, uh, bury our heads in the next minute. What do you guys think?
1: Oh yeah, I'm down. All right. Yeah. for me.
2: Okay. I'm well, uh, if you guys, uh, are, find yourselves burying your head in Amazon, um, uh, maybe you should, uh, you know, check out uh, duelinggenrecom slash Amazon, use our affiliate link so that when you're shopping in Amazon, we get a little cut of Amazon's profits. Uh, and, uh, you know, it helps us out and you really have to do very little like all you have to do is use that link and anything that you buy at Amazon will get a little cut of and uh, we appreciate everyone who does that Um, I've heard Mm -hmm. from a lot of people uh, between seasons that they've started doing this and uh, I've noticed and it's great and we've been able to to buy things for um, you know uh, other other podcasts or our podcast yeah Yeah. Um, you know replacement microphones mixers all that kinds of stuff so uh, we appreciate everyone who does that because it it is very helpful. And that link again is duelinggenre.com/slash Amazon. And we will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with minute 65. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. See ya. Bye.